From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Farm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. Appreciate those joining us in the live stream. Ole Miss and Georgia opening up the SEC tournament this afternoon in basketball. If you see Mr. McCready is sitting to my right right now, not somewhere around Bridgestone Arena, um, Lysoling his got face. Got close. So, got uh, close yesterday. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, a lot more closings with the, the coronavirus. I'm, I'm, I did not really expect <laughs> – um, I did not really expect for that to be the topic all week, but here we are as, uh, as, as Wednesday gets here. Ole Miss beats Louisiana Monroe, ULM, sorry. They, they, they don't even like Louisiana Monroe. They just like ULM. That is their style. That's what we are. It's ULM. We are. Uh, 6-3 last night. Rebels scored three in the first, and then – We gave you know, y'all a scare. There, there was a scare, and yeah. then it kind of went from where it did. So, anyway, Ole Miss used a lot of relievers that are very important last night. We'll get into that in a second. Who time. won the water ski competition? Uh, Y'all didn't even take a team, did you? I wonder who Ole Miss would promote for the water ski competition. I don't know. Would you just – because, you know, water skiing and snow skiing are nothing alike. No, no. So, you can't say, hey, who's snow skied? And oh, see no, how that, no, no. You hope one of your Florida kids has water skied, right? Probably. They've got a couple of Louisiana kids on the team, too. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You never know. John Rice Plumley, maybe he does everything else. They eat water ski? He probably can't. Think so? Probably not at the ULM level. Not a national water ski? No, no. Podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Daiquiris, lunch specials, ribs, you know the drill by now. Also, great gas prices courtesy of the Speed Pass Plus app, the Mobile Rewards Program, and more uh, Oxford Crystal next door. Sorry, I'm a little delirious this morning. Also, open up in Saltillo as well, doing well over there. So, anywhere in North Mississippi, we can take care of you with uh, What a Combo or one of the Craddock Oil locations. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are indeed Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. That simple. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. Corey wants to be your truck guy. He wants to be your car guy. People say, what does that mean? Call the number. You'll start to find out. 662-257-1900. Uh, guest will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. I literally got up today and thought all morning long it was Thursday. Guest will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Um, be a great place this weekend to watch uh, college basketball, assuming that there still is some. We watch empty gyms all over the country and players playing in empty gyms, but you can watch that on television. Ole Miss and LSU baseball this weekend. Be a good place to hang out before, after games, um, that kind of thing. So all of that at Rafters. And then, of course, on Sunday, Sunday morning, Bluegrass Bunch Brunch begins at 1045. Features homemade biscuits, chicken and waffles, live bluegrass music, uh, $2 mimosas, famous Bloody Marys, and more. All of that, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. So, again, Ole Miss 6, ULM 3, Ole Miss uh, only had eight hits. Didn't necessarily play that well, but they made them count. Took advantage of four walks. They had five, four extra base hits. Tim Moko hit a triple. They get a double, too. Tyler Keenan hit the three-run homer in the first that uh, just squeaked out of there. They were, the umpires met and talked about it for a little bit and withheld the call or kept the call. Sorry. Tyler's um, having to get his wetsuit ready. 
Well, why is that? Well, the ground rules there. If officials can't determine whether a home run is a home run or not. You got to go do a ski jump. If you land the ski jump, it's a home, run. home run. If not, counts. you drown. You drown. I will say, water skiing the plus field maintenance not so much. A lot of bare spots on the on the turf there at, at ULM. But well, we night. like to leave our water in the bayou, not on the damn field. Conservation really is well. We is, just is, is, is key here. We know where our bread is buttered, if you will. No, no, your coach talking about Omaha yesterday morning. Said that if you don't get to Omaha, I need to need, need to take care of business in the midweek against Ole Miss right here. Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> they got any lakes in Omaha? That's what he said. Oh, There's a river. I stayed across it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Water ski on the what, – what river is that? I don't know. Yeah. Don't not, Geography, not my thing. I went into journalism. Don't make me do math or answer geography questions. Or epidemiology. Uh, well, hey, we're going to give it a shot here in a minute. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. Uh, Jerry Neely threw out a runner for, at the plate last night. Tim I Oko, saw that. That was a hell of a throw. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You saw it from the weird camera angle they had yeah. when they tried to pick it up. And you know, let me, I am, in all seriousness, yeah, going no, to I, defend ULM a little here. It did not crash. Stayed up last Their night. Their stream survived, right? Which, which I was... Neil, Neil and I had a theory that it was free because they weren't sure it was going to withhold, would stay yeah. up. And you have run into problems if you charge people and then it dies. Yeah, the following is kind of a compliment to Ole Miss and also defending ULM a little here. Ole Miss is probably one of, I don't know, five schools in the country that thousands have, of people watch this. That have this night. sort of a baseball following. Yeah. Five might be too small, ten's probably right. ULM's not one of those 10. It would be a ridiculous waste of resources for them to come up with some sort of a multi-camera, multi-faceted production deal for their baseball games. Yeah, I, t I told you last night, Tulane is the only school that I know that has done that, and I think it was almost that deal where they wanted to do it anyway, and it gave them an excuse to just go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, hey, we're, we're probably going to do this anyway, so let's go ahead for this weekend starts and jump on yeah. it. Um, but no, look, it was fine. I mean, we, we made a lot of jokes, but for, for a, for a group of five school, it was fine. It was perfectly acceptable. It stayed up. Yeah. It was fine. More than you had at East Carolina. They had multiple cameras at East yeah. Carolina. That, I'll, I'll but give they didn't credit. stream all the games. Well, no, they only streamed East Carolina games. Yeah. 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 Um, announcer was fine. A lot of Johnny's pizza ads last night. I, I called a lot of Johnny's pizza. Johnny's pizza is pretty big in North Louisiana. Really? Yeah. So you're not surprised that was the main no. the main sponsor of the whole the no whole deal. no no they're 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 big they've been they've been around a long time and if you ever pass through Monroe Ruston Shreveport Johnny's Pizza is pretty good is it good yeah it's good is it really yeah sometimes I actually miss it really mm -hmm. okay uh, so Ole Miss last night really the only news from the game um, 15 straight wins that's the second most in school history the 1960 team won 17 in a row so they've tied. I think like 1923 and 1964 or something like that at 15 wins. Um, last night, though, the news, pitchers used. Benji Gilbert started the game. He threw 62 pitches, lasted 3.1 innings. Um, he's a situational left-hander, so he'll be fine if they need him this weekend. But then they went Broadway-Miller-Forsyth last night. Um, we knew Miller was going to throw because he had that side discomfort. He hadn't pitched in a while. So Mike had t told me on Sunday, hey, we're going to throw Miller a few, few pitches. They were fine on pitch counts, though. I mean, I I, I got some texts and stuff. And even I thought, hey, you can throw them, but be careful here. You, you, Friday, much more important than whatever happens against ULM today. Um, but Broadway threw 38 pitches, Miller threw 26, and then Forsyth got four outs on 19 pitches. So they're fine. No big deal. They'll be perfectly rested by Friday. Now, today is the key. Cover your ears if you're not going to like this. 
throw the game if you have to. Do not use any pitching necessary today. Yeah, because you got one on the road. Yeah. You don't win today, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So don't <coughs> – if you wanted to run Shofi out for 15 pitches, okay. Otherwise, nope, 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 nope. Throw somebody else, deal with it, whatever happens, happens. It's the day where if you're going to win a baseball game, your offense needs to go score nine runs and win this thing nine to five or something. And, and so you're telling back. me that the fire Bianco stuff late this afternoon will be wrong? Well, I'm telling you, if Max Schofi throws 57 pitches today, yeah, that would be an error. Or if any of those guys yesterday uh, throw today, that would be a little weird too. Well, how does Mike even know that the games are going to get played this weekend? So maybe he should sell out and get this like one. Most motivation, but hey, worry about today. You know, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry yeah, about yeah, tomorrow because yeah. tomorrow's not guaranteed, and that's never been more true than it is right now. With weather and coronaviruses and everything, right? Well. The, the forecast does look terrible I mean, this weekend. I'll it say this. look worse. Based on the forecast, I don't like their chances to play Friday night. Yeah, Tim Oko is having a good year. I'm, 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 I'm all on this board, basically because I was kind of playing a game. I, 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 and this is not a criticism toward Tyler Keenan. Tyler Keenan is a baseline here because he's an All-American that's going to have a big year. I, I, I made a bet with Nick Suss and Nate Gabler before the season that Tim Oko would have a higher OPS than Tyler Keenan this season. So I've been I've been on the bandwagon so so far as we're uh, we're playing this thing out. I was very annoyed on Saturday or Sunday, whatever it was, when Elko uh, the score the scorekeeper took a hit away from him and called it a fielder's choice. We we, we needed that single. Um, that was that, that was not good for our, our, our bottom line, but I, I got overruled by multiple people in the press box when I politic for uh, for that. Apparently, I cannot dictate scorekeeping decisions at Swayze Field. Really? So, no, nah, I tried. I gave it a shot. Um, still think I was right. He had to range up his – they were like, well, he was only halfway down the line. I'm like, I don't care. Couldn't have made the throw. Uh, yeah, forecast, by the way, 90% thunderstorms on Friday, 80% rain showers Friday night, Saturday, 80% rain showers, Saturday night, 90% rain showers. Sunday, 90% rain showers. Yeah. We'll see. It drains incredibly well. I've given the stat. Ole Miss has played three games every SEC home weekend since 2001 except for one, and that was the season finale in 2015 when, frankly, neither team gave a crap and were ready just to go home because it did not matter. My guess is they'll get the games in, but it's going to be iffy. Might have to play two on Saturday. Dodging the puddles. If you're going to play double headers, do them on Saturday. Yeah, nine yeah, innings, yeah. nine yeah. innings, nine innings, nine innings. Don't do them on Sunday. Play them on Saturday. Oh, I hate those seven inning deals. Well, it changes everything. It changes pitching decisions. I mean, it does so many different things. Um, I see where it looks like LSU is going to switch their rotation around a little bit. Cole Henry now throwing on Saturday instead of Friday. They said he's fine, but had a little soreness, so just going to bump him back a day. Just going to mm. just just going to bump him back a day. It's a red flag. You think even that's a red flag? Hell yeah, it's a red flag. It's March. He's got soreness. Not good. I uh, I, I don't think it impacts Ole Miss whatsoever. I think Nikhazy and Hoagland at this point are kind of co-aces, so whatever. They'll throw who they want to throw. If anything, it's an advantage against Ole Miss because you probably would want somebody not used to Friday night throwing on Friday night against Nikhazy in an SEC home opener. So I, I think but whatever. you got to win the game. It, it is what it is. got to get there first. We're not too Friday oh, yet. Good grief. What lifetime show are we talking about today? Bachelor, Golden Girls. I, I would not be very good at a Golden Girls conversation. I, I, I can't say. No, not my favorite show. I've watched some of it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk Bachelor before we're all said and done. Will we? Oh, yeah. That was. Wow. Wow. I never thought. Wow. I never thought Peter could, could come across as not the worst person on the show. 
But and his mother stole that title. So you feel like he got it honest now. Oh You're yeah. Okay. Oh, and then some. Okay. Yeah. I actually would put Peter's father as a worse person than Peter. I'll let you go there in a little bit. Not right now. I'll give you a minute. I saw the internet buzz with it last night. Um, real quick before we get on to uh, other important matters like healthcare. Um, let's see. Looking around real quick. Uh, SEC kind of took it on the chin a little bit and stuff that did not matter last night. Georgia Southern beats Georgia one to nothing, and Florida State beats Florida two to nothing. So those two teams meet in Gainesville this weekend, and both got shut out last night. Uh, Florida's going to be okay. Breaking. <laughs> It's going to be all right. Yep. Florida State broke an 11-game losing streak to the Gators. The Gators had won 11 in a row in the series prior to last night. Gators' first loss of the year. It is, yes. Yeah. Breaking, um, they're going to be okay. Ole Miss now holds the longest active winning streak in the country at this point um, at 15 games. And that with Florida's loss, State got a, a nice win for the SEC last night, beating Texas Tech. Texas Tech ranked number four nationally. State beats them 6-3 to three in Biloxi last night. I think those two teams play again today as uh, as well. Um Bluxy trying to get kind of in that pearl rotation with, with, with Mississippi schools. Ole Miss seems a little more apprehensive to do it than State. State is going down there more than Ole Miss is. Uh, Arkansas won another game. They have now won three in a row. They beat Grand Canyon 6-1 to one last night. Auburn got beat by Georgia Tech 6-2. to two. Auburn, like I said, they're, they're okay. They're, 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 they're fine. I'm, I'm really curious about them as the weekend moves along a little bit. South Carolina won, Kentucky won, Tennessee won, Alabama won, Texas A&M won, Missouri won, Arkansas won. Okay, yeah. So only losses in the uh, in the league last night: Auburn, Florida, and uh, Georgia. Those were uh, the three losses inside the uh, the SEC. And then again, Ole Miss four o'clock today. By the way, a little earlier game, four o'clock for uh, for that one. Jackson Kimbrell pitching for Ole Miss. The other freshman left-hander that is on the roster. I think they're going to try to let him go for multiple different reasons. They they need him to eat some innings because of the bullpen. You just can't use up guys. You're probably going to see – wouldn't be shocked to see Wes Burton, Drew McDaniel, Greer Holston potentially in relief today. Is, is something like that's my guess. And then I think if he were in a close game in the ninth, he would go to Trophy to finish. But there would be a pitch count involved there, in my opinion. Um, something like that. But Kimbrell, you know, we talked about him the other day. Mike used him in left-on-left matchups early in the year, and I just I'm not sure that's the best profile for him because that changeup's really good, and you don't throw left you don't throw left-handers changeups if you're left-handed, so it really negates his best pitch. I think he's better as a starter. He's pitching, he's throwing strikes, so I'm, I'm anxious to see him a little bit or eager to see him see him a little bit to uh, today. I think they might try to get Cole Baker a little work too, the freshman that has doing done nothing but throwing strikes and mop-up work. Probably probably willing to. Put a little, uh, put a little bit more leverage on him and see what that looks like. Just because we haven't seen that yet, we have no idea to uh, to this point. So, there's your uh, your baseball rundown. Can't say that I have a whole lot else in that uh, in that category. So, as a uh, as an opening to what we're going to next, you ha- how far did you get? How far did you get yesterday before you uh, decided to? I guess first I'll call take, the hotel. I'll and, take you and, through my day. Yeah, sure. Take you through my day. All right, go ahead. So. I, my plan was to leave around one o'clock, two o'clock. Um, Carson wanted to go play basketball at OPC. I wanted to get a Peloton ride in. I had some stuff to do, so I got all that done, and I made a uh, I made a call. And the following is not a criticism of Ole Miss media relations at all. They they didn't know, but I, I called 
uh, Adam Kuffner at, at Ole Miss. And I was like, hey, to your knowledge, our locker room's going to be open. And he's like, yeah, to my knowledge, they are. I haven't heard anything to the contrary. In hindsight, my mistake was, hey, I should have said, hey, would you mind checking on that? Because he would have. I didn't ask him to, and I, and I guess he didn't, which is on me, not him at all. Adam's Adam's fine. Adam does a really good job. Um, I should have. So I assumed, hey, we're all good. I got on the road about two, I guess, maybe a little after two, and um, – I had saved up some um, Wicked Game, American Election, had a couple phone calls, listened to some radio, started hearing this change of tone about stuff. Nationally, just Nationally. stuff. Yeah, stuff. And I was probably 90 miles, 80 miles from Nashville, and my phone blew up. Gabe, DeArmond, some other people, hey, man, did you hear they're closing locker rooms? At which point I called you, and I'm like, "What am I doing?" Because for the people that said, "What do you mean? What, what, what do you mean, Neil?" Okay, well, here's here are the stories that are there right now that are of interest, basically to you guys. Because Ole Miss and the following, I don't I don't think anyone's going to take offense to this. If you do, try to hear what I'm saying. Ole Miss can't play a consequential basketball game until Sunday. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Ole Miss can't play a basketball game that truly matters until Sunday. I know if you're a fan, every game matters. I get that. But if Ole Miss beats Georgia tonight, all that means is it delays the inevitable for another day, and they play Florida at 2.30. If Ole Miss beats Florida tomorrow at 2.30, they've got to turn around on Friday, I think at noon, and play a fresh Mississippi State team. Okay. The odds of you surviving that gauntlet. This team hasn't won three in a row in a while. The odds of you surviving that gauntlet are are slim. Mm -hmm. If you happened to upset Mississippi State on Friday, and it would absolutely be an upset, you would then turn around and in all likelihood Saturday at noon play Kentucky. Who's played one game by that point. Who has just played one game. If you were to beat Kentucky, all of a sudden you're playing the SEC championship game. I still have a credential. I could go. And that'd be a day, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be Sunday. Yeah. So I started asking myself, what are you doing? Because the stories here are, I need to talk to Franco Miller. Are you coming back? Have they talked to you about coming back? This was a disappointing season. I know it didn't work out the way you thought it would. I need to talk to Antavian Collum. Um, I need to talk to Sammy Hunter. I need to talk to Bryce Williams. I need to talk to the people down the roster. Yeah, I could go and I could probably get Devontae Shuler up at the podium, but I'm not going to get him in the kind of environment that I want. I don't really want to ask that question in a press conference setting. Hey, Devontae, Neil McCready, Rivals.com. I was wondering if you had made a decision. I don't, that, I, I, I'm not going to get a good answer in that. He knows my face. He might even know my name. I've covered him for three years. I'm much better off in a hallway in a locker room, just me and him, where I say, hey, you know, what do you what have you decided about next season? Have you even talked about it yet? What's going on? I'm, I'm going to get a, a much better answer because it's going to be more personal. So when I realized that none of that was going to be available because the SEC and its infinite wisdom has decided that as long as you just close the locker rooms to media, you're going to keep everybody safe. 
I said, what, what am I doing? So I called the hotel and they're like, well, we, you can cancel, but you're going you're, you're gonna to be penalized one night. So I had to pay for one night of hotel. I'm planning to call Hilton Honors and get that reduced. But regardless, I just thought, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm going to cover a meaningless game and I'm not going to get any of the things, what I would write from a meaningless game. Like, let's say they lose tonight and I have no locker room access. I can write that from here. Lose tomorrow at 2.30. I can write that from here. So I turned around and came home. Basically drove six hours, listened to a lot of podcasts, caught up on American elections. What year are we in? Like 1880. Okay. Good stuff. Ulysses S. Grant, interesting dude. Really? Yeah. I haven't gotten there. We'll continue this conversation in one second. For us to tell you, if you're injured but not sure where to go, no matter where you are, especially with the Pedic Group, as you cover with three convenient locations in Tupelo, Oxford, and New Albany, no referral is needed to schedule any appointment with one of SOG's fellowship-trained, subspecialized surgeons in any one of their three locations. With 24-hour scheduling, SOG makes it easy to accommodate you. Call 767-4200 or request an appointment on their website at www.sogms.com. Special with the Pedic Group. Choose a specialist. Choose SOG. Uh, Rebel fans, just a uh, a few. I'm sorry. What am I doing? Oh, yeah, I got it. Rebel fans, just a few weeks left to renew your football season tickets. Renew your tickets by uh, March 31st to secure your seats in the vault. The season tickets start at just $199. Can be purchased by visiting fb.olemistix.com. The uh, softball team is at home this week. They start tonight at six versus Youngstown State. They have a series this weekend against Central Florida. Admissions free at olmissports.com for more information. The uh, baseball team, as we mentioned, back at home this weekend. First pitch on Friday, scheduled at 6.30 against LSU. It's a three-game series. General admission tickets are available by visiting olmistix.com. And the uh, Ole Miss tennis team back at home this weekend. They, uh, they host LSU at 5 on Friday and again on Sunday as they host Texas A&M at noon. Admission is free and you can learn more by going to olmissports.com. Uh, our friend Harry Alexander has uh, four units open for inspection at Savannah Square Friday afternoon and Saturday morning for several hours prior to the first pitch. So he'll be out there at about 3 o'clock on uh, Friday if you want to check out Savannah Square. And then on uh, Saturday, the first pitch is scheduled for 1.30. So do the math. He'll be out there about 10.30 or so in the morning. You want to check that out before you head over to Swayze for baseball. You're thinking about moving to Oxford retiring in Oxford, you should check out Savannah Square. You can learn more with Harry at uh, ha at harryalexander.com. With uh, Double Decker just around the corner, Blue Delta Jeans is excited to announce that Saturday, April the 25th, the South 11th Alley will be closed to traffic for the day for the first ever Blues Alley with live music from 1030 until 4 by Joe Austin and the Tallahatchies and Jake and the Pearl Street Jumpers. This will be a great place to escape the madness of the square, enjoy a drink from the Lyric Bar, and talk with the folks at Blue Delta about your next pair of Blue Delta jeans. The Blue Delta studio will be open all double-decker weekend, including Sunday morning. But the best way to skip the line is to set up your private fitting by emailing info at bluedeltajeans.com or by DMing Blue Delta Jeans. And we're brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. With live music four times per week, it's the perfect place to enjoy lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch. They uh, recently added the largest outdoor patio in Jackson along the Illinois Central Railroad. You can also check out the uh, Mississippi Music Experience Museum on the second floor of the restaurant. So make the Iron Horse Grill 
part of your next stop in Jackson. It's located at 320 East <clears throat> Pearl Street. Podcast is brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Siddle County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. Screen local underwriting understands your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, which is pretty valuable right now with interest rate 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. So quick rundown uh, since we got off the show yesterday of kind of some main things that have happened as far as cancellations, changes to either the sports calendar or the way that um, games are being uh, watched right now at the uh, at the stadium level. First thing that happened yesterday was the Ivy League canceled their conference basketball tournament. They are just sending Yale to the NCAA tournament since they were their uh, they were their uh, regular season champion. So let's break this down quickly. Yeah, sure. It's not safe for the Yale basketball team to play in a tournament this weekend. That is correct. Yes. However, it is safe for the Yale basketball team to play in a tournament next weekend. With with seven other schools in From that all region, over the country. and then yeah, just want to make that clear. Uh, I want here's what I, I'm not very smart. I went to ULM. We just water ski, so I got to walk through these things. So it's not safe for Yale to play this weekend against teams from their region. But it is safe for Yale to go play in parts unknown, potentially even Spokane next weekend. There's no way a regional happens in Spokane, but we'll get to that in a minute. And canceled it yet? I know. I, let's take. No, we're taking this one step at a time today. Okay. The Ivy League then canceled all spring football practices, which of all the things that happened yesterday is frankly the dumbest. Um, I, I don't see how this actually helps anything, but again, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, USC has said no fans at their games. Yep. Southern California. Yep. Vanderbilt is not serving concessions for the foreseeable future um, at games. Right. Um, they have that rule. Central Connecticut State baseball declined to go to Creighton to play yesterday, which, oh, hold on. <laughs> so Connecticut's apparently in a mess. We're going to stay home instead of flying to Nebraska, where not really not much is going on. But, okay, anyway, that's – Creighton was quite pissed, though, too, because on social media they did not um, they did not share any blame in this decision. It was Central Connecticut State decided not to come. I don't blame them. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> Power to Creighton. Yeah. Uh, Creighton Blue Jays? Yeah. Blue Jays? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I would assume you can bring your own food and beverage. Um, somebody did make that joke that USC doesn't really have fans at their games anyway. Um, They're going to shut down spring football too. Do they? Watch them. Oh, they haven't yet though? They will. Okay. What uh what what else is my well okay SEC tournament not doing not doing media interviews um or sorry pre, but locker rooms and can we um, walk through that again you want to walk through that one again so it's not safe it's not safe for players to have three or four media members in the locker room and before everybody does the oh well, everybody's showering and stuff they don't shower at the SEC locker room they go back to the hotel and shower. Okay, They play the game. They're required to be there for like 30 minutes after the game. They put their warm-ups or whatever on. They go to the bus. The bus takes them back to the hotel, and they shower at the hotel. So there's no steam and all that stuff. It's not safe for some reporters to be able to walk in there and have brief conversations, not touching anybody, 
Not hugging anybody, not shaking hands, fist bumping, anything. Just quick conversation. Everybody's clothed, the whole deal. I saw that yesterday. All you reporters are just mad because you don't get to look at naked athletes anymore. Dear sweet God. (laughs) But in this case, even that argument's out because all of the players are clothed. Okay? I'm not going to get to see any naked athletes in the locker rooms. Might see somebody changing a shirt. Oh, boy. Um, But it is safe for Big Blue Nation to roll in there on Friday with 18,000 people. All sitting within inches of one another, coughing, spitting, yelling. That's, that's safe. That is safe. just want to make that clear. That we're pointing out just how insane and random the rulings are. The, the decisions that are being made are just devoid of logic, Chase. So, a couple things. Just about the coronavirus in general. And again... I know everybody has their own opinion. That's not really the point here. We've known for a while the incubation period is longer than than a lot of viruses, two to fourteen days, potentially as much as four, as many as fourteen days before uh, before it hits after contact. Well, that creates tons of problems, no doubt, because you don't know you have it. Whatever, long time. You're, it's harder to pinpoint how you got it. A lot of different things. Yeah. To answer, to add to this, I talked to someone today who would absolutely know. Okay. He says the CV-19 survives on surfaces multiple times longer than influenza. The incubation is longer and contagion prior to symptoms is thought to be longer. Okay. And on the back end, the shedding of this virus is much longer than a lot of viruses. Normally, we, whatever, somewhere in that range. This thing, they think, has a shed period of up to a month, which means that once you feel better and you think you're cured, you're still contagious for a really long time. I guess my point in saying that is that isolation or cancellations or a lot of these things, if we're really going, hey, we're doing everything possible, we're talking months. We're talking literally just stopping everything by doing this. And look, I'm the people that are really hardcore that this is the end of the world in Ebola, and I'm not making fun, I'm just saying I'm having a hard time talking to some of those people because I think I'm in the middle somewhere, is... Hey, but, th- but we, 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 we can help one person. Yeah, I get that. I'm not saying people should die and we should ignore it. That's not my point. But it's much more important right now to isolate people at risk than it is the general population in a lot of ways. It's much more important for anyone over 60 to be isolated. It's much more important with anyone with any type of pre-existing condition that has to do with respiratory, even diabetes, in my opinion. If you're a chemotherapy patient, something like that. Inflammation is throughout the body when this disease hits you or virus hits you. Because of that, any kind of pre-existing condition at all, you should be, yes, you should isolate yourself and you should try to stay away from the public. There's no doubt. It looks like, thank God, so far this virus is not doing much to children. I don't think anyone has died under the age of nine or something like that. Kids have not necessarily been affected very much by this yet. Thank God. Um, I, here's period. I get everybody's just trying to do what they got to do. I mean, nobody, like, you know, it's, it's kind of like somebody said yesterday. Nobody wants somebody to die. I mean, no matter what, we're not saying, hey, yeah, absolutely, they can be sacrificed here. But I feel like we're making a lot of decisions. The SEC may be at the forefront of this. We're just kind of doing something to do something. I don't know that any of us know that we're doing something 
that is relevant or is the the most pragmatic measure that could be taken. Frankly, the SEC right now feels like they're doing something strictly to say they're doing something without no much care for anything else. That's and making all sure they yes- don't affect the bottom line. That is all yesterday was. It's weak. It's weak. We're going to we're going to ban reporters from the locker room. Took care of that. Took care of nothing. You changed nothing. Literally, as I said that with a little uh, uh, expression, uh, a drop of spittle came out. Okay? Let's use that as an example. I'm not going to have that kind of conversation in a locker room. You think Big Blue Nation, when they're yelling at the officials and they're screaming, you, whatever, stuff's going to come out of their mouths. There's people all around them. That's just the way it works, man. Not trying to be gross. People are going to cough in the stands. Someone's going to have a runny nose. Man, come on. This is dumb. That's my only thing. I'm not, it's not even about being a reporter. It's, it's, it's about that, that decision is nonsensical. At least in the Ivy League's case, and I think they are drastically overreacting, okay? But at least you're doing something. That, that is more effective in terms of isolating and stopping something than, hey, we're just going to ban reporters from locker rooms. What did you think of Wilkins calling yesterday? Ridiculous. Cancel the whole thing. We'll say this. He is a mouthpiece. And if you told me that Dan was pushed, urged, encouraged. Gage opinion. To, hey, float this. Yeah, right. I'd buy it. So the NCAA on their tone change. On March 6th, so five days ago, they came out with this statement. They said the NCAA COVID-19 advisory panel recognizes the fluidity and its impact on hosting events in a public space. The panel members believe that we need to better understand while continuing to work with local, state, and federal health authorities such as CDC. The key is for all stakeholders and athletes to practice risk mitigation at all events. At present, the panel is not recommending cancellation or public spacing of athletic and related events scheduled to occur in public spaces across the United States. That was five days ago. That was, that was March 6th. Yesterday, they come out with this statement. NCAA member schools and conferences make their own decisions regarding regular season and conference tournament play. As we have stated, we will make decisions on our events based on the best, most current public health guidance available. Neither the NCAA advisory panel made up of leading public health and infectious disease experts in America, nor the CDC, Center for Disease Control, or local health officials have advised against holding sporting events. In the event circumstances change, we will make decisions accordingly. Thought, I thought the two things coming. It was a tone so, change. I thought the two things coming so close together, Wilkins' column, and that statement, indicated to me that at the, you know me, I'm not one to defend Dan Wilkin, but I don't think he wrote that in a vacuum. The more I think about it, I just don't think he wrote that. Maybe not even at the urging, but he had some conversations with people and they're like, yeah, you know, we're kind of thinking of what's going on. And if you told me that the NCAA tournament got canceled, I'd believe it. Now, here's the problem. The NCAA makes so much of its money off this tournament. You cancel this tournament. This is three weeks of huge advertising both in arena and on television, radio, obviously ticket sales, all of those things, merchandise, the whole deal. It's a huge moneymaker for the NCAA. And they run it uh, incredibly well. 
you take this away from them, I mean, that's a budget killer. Which, all NCAA jokes aside, becomes part of the deal here. If if we just shut society down, what are we doing? Financially, what are we doing to ourselves? And then here's the next my next question. Let's say that the NCAA tournament goes, hey, we gotta shut this thing down. NCAA says we gotta shut this tournament down. Well then how do you justify having baseball games? How do you justify what happens in the fall? I mean, I had somebody today tell me, hey, I'll read you the text. I'm not saying who it's from because I want to be careful. Thought that the US would beat this back in the spring. But it would come back in the fall before a vaccine came out like a bear. This thing comes back in mid-October. And shut down football games, right? You've set a precedent. So the vaccine did take 18 months. Then there won't you're be shutting a- things down for four seasons. Yeah. So you got to shut it down, right? I'm just not convinced. I mean, again, I mean, sure, isolation helps. I'm not suggesting that. I'm certainly not a doctor. But when I've read, I'm just not sure it helps a ton unless you're going completely oh, all that's, out. That's my point. That's the thing. And I so there's like, so someone said, well, what, what decision did you make yesterday? Well, I'll tell you my decision. It was easy. I can't do the job that I'm there to do. So there's no point in me. I, I'm 50. I have 77 year old parents who are still. Alive and, and pretty damn healthy. Mm-hmm. But they're more susceptible to this, according to all the charts and graphs. They're in their mid to late 70s. Like, they're coming over here on Saturday night. Caroline's birthday is Friday. Campbell's coming in tomorrow. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have Caroline's birthday party, for lack of a better word, here on Saturday. And my parents will be here. So, am, am I doing the wise thing in, in sitting in that arena? And potentially exposing myself, and I'm pretty healthy. I think. I mean, you know, I exercise routinely and I eat smart. And yeah, all you're those not things. in the target of, of 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 fatal here. I'm. I'm. If I get the coronavirus, I'm probably not going to die from it. I might not even, based on what I'm hearing from people, I might not even know that I've got it much. Yeah. Um. But if I expose myself to it, and I get it, and then I transfer it to my parents, and something happens to one of them. I just thought, well, I'm, I, there's no point in taking that chance. And so it sort of comes back to, to me, it, there is a common sense thing here. We all, you know, choices have consequences, actions have ramifications, et cetera, et cetera. If you are a 77, let's take my parents. If you're a 77 year old person right now, is now the time to get on an airplane and fly someplace? Probably not. Is now the time to take that trip to New York City? Probably not. Is now the time to kind of hang tight, be cool? Maybe you don't go to the Ole Miss baseball game that you normally would go to. Or if you do, you're very cognizant of your hands. You know, I don't know, maybe. Maybe you don't go get that popcorn that you would normally get. There is some common sense, I guess, but you are at risk when you get out because there could be people around you who have it and don't know that they have it and they're coughing or yelling at the official and you know what I mean? I don't know the. I'm not. I'm not an epidemiologist. Or the Hilton Honors guy said it's not. It's not a. What do he say? 
we had this argument. He goes, I can't cancel your entire reservation without penalty until President Trump calls it an epidemic. Pandemic. And I said, well, CNN, everybody's already calling it a pandemic. And he said, yeah, the president has to do it. Really? Yeah. So I need to call Hogan and see if Hogan can get Trump. To just get say me my, pandemic one time. So just get that say it back. one time so I can get my money back. Whatever. Um, it's good for it's good for opinion and just commentary in general because everybody's got an opinion and it, it, it's it's pretty wide wide one to ten on how big of a deal this is. Um, well, here's the good news: it appears that in say South Korea, for example, they've begun to get a hold on it. Yeah, China says they've gotten a hold on it. Now, I heard yesterday that we're two weeks behind Italy, and Italy is shut down right now. And a doctor in Italy referred to this as worse than a bomb because their hospitals are overrun. Yeah, get to we'll get to that in a minute. That's kind of where I want to go next. Uh, but we do that, I'll tell you about Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area to your home or workplace. They offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same day every month to take care of you and make it easy with the fewest trips possible to get the medicine that you need. And they also, with Rightway Meds, will individually package those doses to make sure uh, those who need it have the correct dose at the exact time as easily as possible. 662-236-2222. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the t- virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment, avan- financing available at CorinthDental.com. Looking to give your employees or clients something beyond the typical koozie or you need some awesome marketing swag for your client or potential customer, Dead Socks, he has you covered with custom socks. It's the uh, Great way to personalize your company swag and create a product people will use time and again. Go to deadsoxy.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, click on the custom socks button, and they'll hold your hand through the entire process. Don't worry about not having design skills. Just share your vision with the design team, and they'll get to work putting your vision into action. Dead Soxy will create a complimentary digital mock-up of your design before any orders are placed. It's time to get customized. Go custom with your friends at Dead Soxy. We're also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with the Nest and Wild mattress. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. It's one foot thick. Gives you comfort and support that will last. It's very durable, uh, and the pricing's fantastic because we're going to throw in a uh, podcast discount. Go to nestandwild.com, order your mattress, use the podcast code REBEL20, REBEL20, and get 20% off your purchase, the mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days. We'll be dropping a Mind on My Money podcast uh, here in the next couple hours, three hours or so, and it is brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Pinnacle Trust based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in multiple states, advisors in multiple states as well. We talk coronavirus, the markets, the oil deal between Russia and Saudi Arabia, how that affects the markets, market strategy, all of that stuff on this podcast. I think you'll enjoy it. 
pintrust.com to learn more. P-I-N-N trust.com. Mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fee. Podcast also brought to you by in-house interior and design. You can give them a call at 662-681-6241. They're on Main Street in Tupelo. Also inside Sugar Magnolia in Oxford. Booth 34 to see a condo, apartment, some dorm room options. And right now still offering that dorm room discount if you'd like to uh, get a dorm room decorated and designed. You can do that with 20% off with Nikki and Ashley. 30 years of experience combined, and they also go in-state or out-of-state to take care of whatever it is you would like to do in the design process, including some brick projects that they're also offering discounts on. They have full contractor crews available whenever you need them. So again, 662-681-6241. Now look, the hospital is getting overrun. Huge problem. That is very real. Of course. That is something that is... Of course. That is of great magnitude here. Um, and there is a finite deal there. There is a oh, finite yeah. number of hospital beds. And if they all become full, you have a problem. Or even for that, because of everything else. I mean, it's not like we're not having the other things that we normally would be treated for, too. Right. It's not like, hey, this is just taking over everything else. Um, what what I'm hoping we can be responsible with in the next days and weeks, week probably probably a week or so, is that, look, Nothing is nothing is unilateral here. When 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 these cases increase like crazy over the next five or six days, it's not for one reason. It's for two reasons. But I want I want I'd like for this to stay in context, and I think I'm right here on a couple different levels. Is community spread a problem? No doubt. Frankly, I told you yesterday. I think it's all over the country, and we just don't know it yet. I think there's thousands of cases all over the country. Well, there was a New York Times story today that that. Uh basically says as much yeah i think it's everywhere we just don't know it was really well written it's been it's been around since january at at a minimum and what i think has happened i think you think this too is a lot of young people um just fought it off well they they thought they had a cold yeah and they just said hey i i I got i got basketball practice i got to study i got to go to finals i've got to go to cheerleading practice you know what i mean young people 15 16 17 18 19 20 people year old people that are not going to shut their lives down for a cold because they're like, I'm going to get through it. I'll take some, uh, I'll take some Nyquil tonight. I'll sleep it off. I'll, I'll go to Starbucks and get the uh, the medicine ball. I mean, I'm thinking about my kids. That's what they do. I'll, I'll go to Starbucks. I'm going to get the medicine ball. I'm going to get a good night's sleep this one night. I'm not going to go to the party on Friday night. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to get through it and push through. And I think a lot of those people probably had something similar to coronavirus may have even had coronavirus and just pushed through it, but that's how it sort of started spreading. That's my point. My point is, sure, community spread's a problem. Community spread is going to happen. But when these cases spike like crazy, it's because we're actually testing people. It's because tests are finally getting done. That is going to be 90% of why these things spike, in my opinion. Um, My opinion, I could be completely wrong, but I really feel, feel strongly about this is that it is a situation where we go, hey, look, it's being overrun. No, it was already being overrun. We're just testing people and finding it out. I mean, I, I, I don't think community spread is about to increase like crazy compared to what it's already been doing anyway. Is, I mean, because I saw that yesterday go, hey, look, there's a 100 new cases, 200 new cases. Well, yeah, because we're testing We're testing people. it, right. We, we didn't know beforehand. I mean, that was that was like with the death rate issue. Look, a death rate of anything more than zero is not good, but you don't have an accurate death rate until you know how many people actually had it. You're only testing severe cases right now, too. I mean, that's one part of it is a lot of people can't necessarily get eligible because they go, well, you 
have some mild symptoms, and if we test literally everybody that had a cold, or could even be out, I was listening to the NPR this morning, and they were talking about a woman who she thinks that she went to she she went to the doc, called the doctor, said, "Hey, I traveled here. I'm just checking. I may have it. I've got some symptoms that that mimic this." They said, "Hey, you need to call essentially the government or whatever the hotline yeah. is or whatever. I don't <laughs> yeah, know." Yeah. She was on hold for four and a half hours. Uh huh. She finally gets somebody, and they go, "Yeah, just call your doctor." And she's like. You got to be kidding me. So she says, hey, I'm in Groundhog Day. But finally, she's waiting to see if she's eligible because they said, you're you're fine now. You're not showing any symptoms. And frankly, you're not serious enough right. for us to try to test this. We just would like for you to go on about your life. And if you feel the need to self-quarantine, okay, but whatever. Is it even possible? Let's take this virus out of it. Any virus. Is it possible to actually completely stop the spread of a virus in a open civilization no no like i said stopping for two or three weeks given the shed period given that we're all i mean people are still going to keep doing something it's not going to do anything it's three or two or three weeks of, of isolation i can't wrap my mind around how that actually helps anything maybe again maybe i'm missing something all right so we we, we talked the NBA talking about moving games to neutral sites, talking about playing games without fans. Baseball talking about playing games without fans, moving games to neutral sites, blah, blah, blah. Sure. There is an incredible pressure on all of these people, in fairness to Greg Sankey, okay? The Greg Sankeys of the world and the world that we work in and live in. There is an incredible pressure on him to do the politically correct thing. And there is a incredible pressure on him to do the uh, most liability secure thing, for lack of a better word. You follow me? Sure. Yeah. Where do you think this goes in the next few weeks? Campbell just sent me a text. Let's see if I can find it. She says that uh, University of Arkansas, they're 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 strongly considering closing the U of A for the two weeks after their spring break, which is like in a week or two. I mean, people are just like, hey, let's just – basically what you're starting to see is a lot of people going, hey, can we punt for a month? Let's get to some warmer weather. The assumption – and before anybody hits me, I, I'm again, there is this widespread assumption that when warm, it heats up, it warm weather is going to slow this thing or shut it down. Yeah. A lot like the flu. Um. I was told Ole Miss had some discussions regarding that yesterday. Well, I know they. I know they did. Yeah. Um. I think the Ole Miss has a plan in place. I don't know about majority. I think a huge number of schools will be online only within two weeks. Do I think that's the first thing? I'm curious more at the triple the trickle down effect at that. You and I were talking about that this morning. Does that mean every primary school, high school then shuts down for that period of time. Now, they can't go online only like colleges can, so you're just stopping to a large extent. Um, yeah. And some, frankly, and here's the thing, too. Some schools could, but a lot couldn't. Yeah, I mean, the majority could not. Right. Also, let's take Ole Miss, for example. There's a lot of classes that really aren't set up to be taught online. I mean, you're sure. you're you're either a telling teachers, "Hey, just do the best you can," and frankly, you're about to work three times as much for no more pay, or 
it doesn't really work. I mean, online classes are structured in a very specific way to achieve certain things. Well, let's get real. A lot of professors would be like, look, I can't do this. Yes, I'm saying. We're going to finagle our way through it. And basically, you, the grade that you've got in the middle of March Yeah, but here, I can't test you appropriately this right, way. Right, so I'm just... So you got I'm gonna, that going I'm gonna on. Round, I'm going to round up from so March. Then, but then does it trickle down to daycares? Does it yes. trickle down to this? Like, that's my point is I wonder how the yes. ball rolling off the heel when Ole Miss, if or when, does this, what that does is my, is my curiosity. Because everybody starts getting into the same thing. If you're the principal, if you're the superintendent of schools at Oxford or Lafayette, now there's pressure on you. You're getting calls going, Ole Miss did it. Hey, Ole Miss did it. What, what happens? And then someone says, what happens if we leave schools open and a kid gets sick and dies? Somebody on live stream says, got an email from the dean of the law school with a survey to see what programs ever, everyone can handle online. Um, oh, all these schools are doing their due diligence right now around the country. Ole Miss and Alabama. and um, Cincinnati football has canceled their spring. Oh, thank God. Bullet dodged. Well, I did laugh from, I think, I think it was EDSBS this morning, had a GIF that said, basically, hold on, coaches woke up this morning and go, hang on, I can cancel spring games and press conferences and blame the pandemic? Yes. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> it was Because like, coaches hate spring yeah, games. Yeah, somebody goes, somebody goes, but then you know, recruiting, that's really just socially responsible because there's fewer than four people together. I mean, it's, it's yeah. fine. There's, yeah. no, there's no problem there. Thing yesterday, so can you be the guy that walks into Segman's office and goes, "Hey, you can't go visit John Doe tomorrow. We got a we got a pandemic." Segman goes, "Well, hold on, yeah." <laughs> what? You, what's his, that's the guy's name? Luke Fickle. You can almost just imagine Luke Fickle going, "So wait a minute, hold up, hold up, hold up. I can cancel the spring game and not meet with reporters for the entire spring and blame it on something else." <laughs> they don't want to have a spring game. Uh, I'm not surprised too, because in Ohio, the the governor has come out and said no one at sporting events. Essentially, they want he wants fanless um arenas, which is interesting. That's where the first four is at in Dayton next week, Tuesday. Um, they have NBA, they have NHL. Although the Blue Jackets have said, "Sorry, we're having fans. We're not listening to you." They yeah. have foregoed that recommendation, citing great ventilation inside their arena, and said, "No." The Cavaliers are like nobody comes anyway. Yeah, yeah. Blue Jackets though said, "Nope." We're uh, we're we're all good. I, on a on a scale of on a scale, <laughs> Saban gets to cancel the running of the gums. Ooh, <laughs> he's like, yes, you're not touching me. Um, uh-huh. I did love yesterday. I'm assuming this is actually accurate. It's from AL.com. Some I figure it is. The headline now, you know, again, people with that are ten on a one to ten scale, I can't really get with, but I can't really get with the zero either. Right. And uh, AL.com headline yesterday. Election day epidemic question mark. Alabama has no plan um, is the headline. And the the tweet says Alabama Secretary of State John Merrill says a coronavirus epidemic in Alabama won't happen. So there's no reason for his office to even talk about a plan. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> nope. Nothing to see here. Cover your ears. It's the, it is a lucky emoji where they just go, nope. It is so interesting. So I was listening to CNN a little bit last night and they were talking about the people in Washington State counting the ballots from the primaries yesterday. And, you know, everybody's in gloves and all that stuff. And then in other states, it's like, eh. It's just so different. 
And I'm with you. I'm 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 middle ground on this. There, You've moved a little though. You have. You've well, moved more than I have, and I don't even really know why. I'm I'm, I'm more being contrarian just to do it. But well, I'm not for canceling everything. I'm for people being smart. I, I'm I'm of the opinion that sometimes you just have to make smart decisions. And when people can't make smart decisions, if there are ramifications, that that happens. I don't know that there's a way to contain a virus. And that doesn't mean don't try. It just means let's look at what we're doing and make sure there's a purpose behind it. No, we it. should act, absolutely try. I mean, we every you know if, if you told me that some stadiums said, hey, look, we're, we're going to shut this thing down for a couple of days and go do a deep clean. We're going to clean this thing up in a way that it's and we we don't typically clean it, and that's going to require that we close it up for a couple of days. Like I, I don't know what Ole Miss's schedule is next week in baseball, for example. Yeah, I'm using this as a, as an example. Okay, if you told me that they said, "Hey, we we got to clean before next weekend's games against fill in the blank," we've got to deep clean. Well, this they're place. on the road next weekend. You'd have even so yeah. They're at eight a and m next weekend. You know or. So let's use that as an example. Let's say Texas A&M says, hey, Ole Miss is coming in here next Friday or whatever. We've got a game against Corpus Christi on Tuesday, and we're going to kick that thing back to May the 12th because we need to, we're going to deep clean the stadium, deep clean everything. Okay, that's smart. That's proactive. Do you think fans will be at the almost Arkansas game in two weeks? This will require, as I said yesterday, a, a professional organization to to kick all fans out of their games first. The SEC is never going to be the first one to do this. Might not even do it anyway, but would not be the first. My 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 guess is yes, but it's nowhere near as strong of a guess as your guess is yes. I think you're going yeah, definitely. And not my, definitely. And my but, deal is like probably. But if, if it's true that we're two weeks behind Italy and that the numbers on this thing are going to explode and that the media coverage is going to just go crazy and it's wall-to-wall right now. It's just wall-to-wall. It's a feeding frenzy right now. It is, it is creating a uh, – it is, it is the first real avenue that the media has had, and I'm being political here. Let me be both sides here. Trump could not have handled this worse from a – PR and messaging standpoint could not have done worse. And the media finally has their claws in him and they are not wanting to let go. Does that make sense? So it just, it's just spiraling. And if you told me that the reaction because of the pressure and all of that stuff was like, if you told me that next week, the NCAA goes, Hey, we can't play these games in Dayton, Ohio. It's just too damn dangerous. And then the NCAA says, Hey, we, we can't we can't play this tournament or fans can't come to this tournament and then the NBA says we can't play games in LA or whatnot or maybe they shut the schedule down for a week. If you told me all that happened, I'd tell you no, probably not. Old Miss Arkansas probably don't play. Or if one of those campuses closed down. Cause I go back to this now. Well, I mean Vanderbilt's campus is closed down and they're still playing baseball. And and, and I don't know how. They play Kentucky at home Friday night. I do want to, let's say, you know, you shut Arkansas down for two weeks and you shut Ole Miss down for two weeks. What do you, you're telling the kids on those teams, hey, the campus isn't safe, but you are? Beats me. 
Don't have a lot of answers there. Podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. You can stop by their uh, their location on Jackson Avenue right there off the square. They've got welcome bags to tell you about many things happening around town. You also go to the events page on the website to see uh, everything for yourself, from athletic events to uh, theater productions to anything going on in Oxford, including the uh, Double Decker Bus Tours, who resume March 13th. Four o'clock, and they meet right there in front of the visitor center, as I've mentioned on Jackson Avenue. So, uh, do plenty of that. Go there. Where to stay, where to eat, what to do, and see, and more. Visit OxfordMS.com. I'll have a mailbag up uh, later today. It's brought to you by the Weston Jackson, home to Soul Spa, home to Estelle Wine Bar and Bistro. If you're doing business in Jackson, that's the place to stay. If you uh, just need a little place to recharge your batteries for a night or two, great place to stay. The Weston Jackson, a Marriott property in downtown Jackson. We're also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. You guys know the drill by now. You get in touch with John. You give him some parameters. You give him a budget. And right now, if you're thinking about traveling, you you, you want to get a professional involved. There's deals to be had. Um, rates are down. All of that stuff. You want to talk about uh, travel insurance. You want somebody who knows what they're doing. John is one of those people. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients save $50 off their first booked trip. Just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. Complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Grenada Nissan located just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, Mississippi. Um, Grenada Nissan USA is that website. Go in, tell Gene and Sandy you heard about them here. They'll take extra care of you there at Grenada Nissan. We're also brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB is also home to Casasa. Excuse me, it's the absolute best cash checking account. And with Casasa, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances up to $50,000 and refund ATM fees nationwide. To learn more, Go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. And we're brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. Bluff City values providing quality advice, experience, and access to all their clients, and they invite an open dialogue beyond your annual review. They believe that everyone deserves financial security, so no matter your level of wealth or financial goal, they'll serve as an advocate and guide to grow a portfolio that is fruitful and sustainable to you. 901-365-3447 or email ben, that's B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. Seattle banning any gathering over 250 people um, in the entire Seattle metro area. Okay, how do you do that? What do you mean? How do you do that? Uh, do you arrest the people who gather? Do you arrest person two fifty one and two fifty two? How do you how do you go about doing that? So does that mean the Sounders can't play? It means they'll play in front of an empty stadium. So how do you enforce that? I mean, you lock the gates, right? Yeah. Okay, but I mean, I'm really being. I mean, I'm not being whatever, but. If a group of people decide to get together at a at a place, an outdoor place, and it, does it affect bars, big bars, big sure. restaurants? I mean, I'm not. What do I'm, we do I've there? I've never been to Seattle, but I would assume that there are places where the well, capacity I mean, okay, is above two fifty. There's more than two hundred fifty people. I would think throughout the entire library on a Friday night. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you? How do you enforce that if you're OPD and that ruling comes down? The, hey, no, no gathering bigger than two fifty. And what's the magic of two fifty? What's the magic of two fifty? It's an arbitrary number to try to keep sporting events empty. Is what it is. Why not two hundred? Well, I would have said I would have even said fifteen hundred. I mean, if it's two fifty, because you take away a lot of what we're talking about, just saying fifteen hundred. You know what I mean? Sure. That's what I would have done. Yeah, I don't know. Spokane's in Washington. I know it's not in Seattle, but yeah, of course. Sacramento's in California. Last I checked. Albany is in New York. They say the tri-state area up there is bad. The order would not prohibit the operation of workplaces and was not expected to include include school closures. I mean, that's just random as hell. Yeah, we're picking and choosing. That's what I mean. We're doing the locker room thing. The Sounders aren't home until March 21st. The Mariners opened their season at home against the Rangers on March 26th. Mm-hmm. The Seattle Dragons um, host the Los Angeles Wildcats in an XFL game at CenturyLink Field on Sunday. So they'll play in front of an empty stadium. Yeah. That's what that league needs right now. If you're the XFL, I mean, why are you even bothering? Right? Why are you playing a game? You're better off canceling the game. That's what Anthony Rizzo said yesterday. Oh, did he? Yeah, if we're going to play in front of the empty – I play for the fans. You're in the entertainment business, man. Technically. Well, they're not worried about that. Well, like a lot of, lot, several sports aren't worried about that because they still get their TV rights deals. Part of me says the NCAA tournament doesn't really give a crap if they allow fans in or not because they still have people watching on TV. Oh, it might actually help the TV ratings. I, I don't know. I don't know, though. It takes so much. I mean, you're, you're, it's a scrimmage. Yeah. No, it, it hurts the TV product, though. I know you're there for the game, but you're not. Yeah. Plus, can you imagine? I mean, I've been in one of these because I was at the Metrodome in 07 when I almost played baseball in an empty Metrodome. For the players, even, how weird that would be shooting in an empty, huge arena like that. Well, like, let's say you play basketball in the Superdome and it's empty. Lakers, Jazz, and L.A. Nobody there. What's the point? Like, you see these English Premier League games, not, 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 uh, Serie A, Serie A in Italy that are being played. And there's nobody in them. It looks just so weird. What are you doing? Master's tickets are really affected. Secondary prices way down on, on master's tickets right now. Oh, now's the time to go. It's the year to go. Mm-hmm. You want to go? It's the year to do it. Yeah. I don't know. We don't have the answers, but that's where we're uh, sitting at it at the moment. Um, yeah, we'll see. I expect more today. I expect more closures today, more cancellations today, more schools to go online only today, everything. Um, I think we've got another seven to ten days of every day things just pop, pop, pop. Well, pop, if that pop, happens, pop, 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 the NCAA tournament comes into play. Yeah, no, I agree. And if it if it comes, selection show is Sunday. I know. The games in Dayton happen on in six days. Yeah, less than a week now. In a, in, in a state where the governor has said we have problems. So, we'll see. Uh, Ole Miss ULM, 4 o'clock today, again, for the second game of that two-game midweek set in Monroe. Ole Miss basketball this afternoon as well, playing Georgia. Um, 6 o'clock. 
potentially Anthony Edwards' final game as a Georgia Bulldog, I would assume. Uh, assume well, uh, assume his, his career is coming to yeah, an end yeah, yeah, this yeah. weekend uh, one, somewhere. One way or the other. So, uh, also, Brian Tyree trying to extend his career today. So, yeah. um, anyway, appreciate everybody in the live stream, all the conversation, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.